This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations, Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean, Ships Registry Bahamas. He's got to find a way to support Steve Smith here. Australia in Australia, young, inexperienced, written off, this West Indies team can stand tall today, West Indies cricket can stand tall today, today is a big day in West Indies cricket, congratulations, congratulations to every single member of that cricket team. Yes, the West Indies do something no one thought they could do. They beat Australia in Australia for the first time in 27 years on the back of a, a youngster called Shamir Joseph who took uh, was a 7 for 60 out of 7 for uh, Smithy, which are who I'm sitting in for, getting excited as always and giving us a brilliant commentary. And the West Indian legend Brian Lara, what a moment that must have been for him. Ben Strang joins us right now from Radio New Zealand News and also one of our cricket commentators here on SNZ. And, uh, a moment you might like to remember too. Oh, an unbelievable moment. It's just incredible. That, I mean, we've heard a lot about Shamo Joseph in the last few weeks since he made that test debut at Adelaide, took a five for that seemed like the dream debut for Shamo Joseph. Uh, you know, debuted in first-class cricket less than a year ago. February 1st, he made his debut. Uh, Guyana versus Barbados uh, less than a year ago is, is astonishing. Before that, he was a security guard. Uh, he was plucked out of a, a tiny village, seen bowling in this village, and, and all of a sudden, um, you know, thrust into into professional cricket. And less than a year on, he's taking seven wickets in the fourth innings to defeat Australia in Australia. Absolutely remarkable! What a what a story that is well, for him, and to do it with a you know. The, the the off stump just tumbling out of the ground and then charging off around the boundary. Um, you're not going to see a better cricketing moment this year, I wouldn't think. Well, I think, too, it's an important thing for Test cricket that we have that entertainment value of what you just described about the celebration. But also, uh, when in his post-match interview, Ben, you would have heard he talked about you know watching videos of Courtney Walsh and, and the like, and you go, yeah, bring back the, Indian, uh, the West Indian quicks because we need West, the West Indies stronger than they have been. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it would be wonderful if the West Indies... Uh, have resurgence. I, I I don't see it happening because you know they, they've got their own uh, 
issues. They, they're in financial turmoil. Uh, all the players are wanting to go and play in the 2020 leagues because uh, that's where they can actually earn some money. Uh, they've had problems getting paid at all playing test cricket for the West Indies. So, listen, they're they're in dire straits as a as a um, you know cricket association. But uh, when you have something like this happen, when you've got Brian Lara in the commentary box in tears, jumping up and down as as that final wicket is taken, um, you know it's it's clear that the the meaning and the feeling of winning a test match like this is is unlike any other feeling that these players can have in cricket. To to have Shamar Joseph, you know, it sounds like he's broken his toe. He didn't think he was going to be able able to play yesterday and yet he comes out he's bowling 150k thunderbolts and and steers them home that is uh that's amazing and i loved also how he said afterwards you know yes i might get offered a bunch of money to play in 2020 leagues but if there's a test somewhere where the west indies are playing that's where i'll be that's that's exactly what you want to hear from some of these cricketers around the world where do you see t- Test cricket going? I've asked the question on 0800 150 Do we do we see the ICC going? Well, they're not lasting five. We do, we go to four and, and and evolve as the the generational change of viewers on television changes with it. What do you want to see? What I want to see is it strengthened, but I don't see that happening. Um, unfortunately, all the money in cricket is, as I say, in the 2020 leagues. So I think that's um, that's obvious. Uh, with with South Africa's new 2020 league, with with the United Arab Emirates having a, a fairly new 2020 league, Major League Cricket in the United States uh, apparently uh, was was really um, enjoyable for the players last year as well, and and has the funding of the IPL behind it. Uh, I only see cricket going one way, and that's to a, a fairly well-structured 2020 league sort of season where players can go wherever you know the money is. And in future, what I think will happen is there will be windows, you know, a, a lot like in international football, where some of these test matches can be played. Um, I think there will still be series where. You know, nations play with each, uh, you know, play against each other. But the the top top players, I can can see increasingly not being available for those internationals. That they will be playing in the 2020 leagues. That's where the money is, and then coming together, coming together for for world tournaments, so World Cups, and that will be. And you know, I don't see one day as going anywhere as far as the World Cup. Uh, I see the 2020 World Cups will just continue. They 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 love that they're happening every two years, so that's just going to continue. But I do think that one day international cricket may end up being relegated to just World Cups uh, in future. And Test cricket, I think, will be played uh, a lot more rarely uh, and in sort of set international windows, which is a great, you know, a massive shame if, if that is the way it goes. But you can't deny the money that 2020 is bringing in and the support that it's garnering across the globe. I think you're the first person I've heard actually admit that, that Test cricket is on the... And are you saying... It's on the decline as far as the amount of not test- as a product, not as a product, but as in terms of I mean, if you if you go back, um, you know I don't know how long, but New Zealand used to have more than two match series. You know when was the last time New Zealand had a three match series? I, I, you know I haven't researched that before talking to you, but it was mm, a long time okay. ago. It hasn't happened for a long time, but um, but you know so so places like New Zealand are only having two-match series. The West Indies have gone to Australia. They've only got a two-match series because they're seen as minnows, and um, as much as it would be fantastic to have a deciding match now, given that the 
this young West Indian team has performed so well. That doesn't happen. Um, the World Test Championship was meant to revitalise and, and keep Test cricket going. And in some ways, I think it has, because there have been some terrific Test matches in the past few years. Even here in New Zealand, the, the match last year, one of Helberg's, one of the Helberg sporting moments of the year um, people are voting on is that uh, one-run win against England at the Basin Reserve. I, you know, Watching that one in the office here at RNZ, there was a dozen people huddled around the TV watching the end of a Test match. That, that's, that's fantastic. For, for cricket, but again, uh, all the money is elsewhere. That you know, New Zealand cricket took a loss on that game. Uh, from from what I've seen, they they lose over you know, I think a six figure sum for every Test match they host. That's that's not sustainable for teams. So, twenty um, twenties on the other hand, bring in a lot of money. Uh, that has to be where everything will go. Unfortunately, you just got to follow the money. How old are you? I am thirty three. Okay, so so as do do you sense that the ICC, which is basically run by the BCCI, uh, have have recognised that the generational viewing change simply wants T20. And it's purely driven by that. And knowing that they can re- get billions of dollars on, on the short form and the amount of betting that goes on it. Y- yes and no. I think younger people don't have the attention spans that they pro- possibly used to. Um, it's a fu- it's funny because I'm trying to think about. It's very easy to sit down and watch a, a three hour 2020 match, which unfortunately they're probably stretching to more like four hours with overrates these days. But um, it, it's pretty easy to sit down and watch one of those. A, a full day watching a one day, people are less likely to do. Um, but sitting down and being patient and watching a full test match uh, is just not something that that people are doing as much these days. There's a lot of external factors with that as well. Um, I, I think younger people are energised by 2020. I think there's, you know, you'll get a lot of older voices saying, oh, you know, you know grumbling yeah. about 2020 cricket. It's not proper cricket. It's, you know, yeah. all this sort of stuff. But it's exciting. People like watching. My, my wife doesn't want to watch a test match, would never want to watch a test match. But if I asked her if she wanted to go and watch a 2020 um, she'd be stoked to, to go and watch that. Every time I play cricket, she wants to know how many sixes I've hit. <laughs> Hopefully I've hit some because otherwise she's not impressed. But, wow, okay. Um, but I that, think but... that's the way that, that things are going, you know. People want to see that action. They want to see these incredible diving catches. They want to see um, sixes being hit, big big shots. That's what 2020 is. And, and, that's, the, and that's the bane for purists. They don't, they don't like that. They don't like the, the, sl- the slog fest. And yet we're going, how, good, right. how good's this? How good's this? Yeah, you know? and I think I think there's a place for both of them, and and I think there's you know it is an unfortunate situation that Test cricket is going to go by the wayside because as I say, in the last few years since they created the World Test Championship, which has been really good, I think for um, for keeping the game uh, interesting, yes. we've had some fantastic results because teams are pushing for victory. They're not just playing for a draw because there's something on the line. They want to make the World Test Championship final. So if you get that win, especially away from home, that's fantastic. And it, it makes for close finishes and it makes for exciting cricket. Um, it's just if, if they can get bums on seats, um, then that would be fantastic. Obviously, we've got a, a packed house at the Basin Reserve for the Australia game. Uh, I see Hagley Oval is heading the same way for Australia. Uh, but unfortunately, South Africa's sending a B team, so I don't think we're going to expect the same for the South African series. It's these issues that I think are, are, are the key factor. Not so much the excitement for young people, but can they actually fill these stadiums and can they 
make money out of Test cricket. Do you sense, even though the South Africans are a senior team, that they will justify by saying that that's who we've got, so that's who we're sending, can do something that the West Indians have done to Australia? <laughs> that's funny because I've been thinking about this for the past few weeks. Is um, yes, it's like a B or a C team for South Africa with a, with a ton of debutants, including a captain who's a debutant. But if you look at their stats in first-class cricket, they're pretty good cricketers. And if you think back uh, just a few years, there was a young man called Devin Pongway who couldn't get anywhere in the South African team, comes to New Zealand and is now seen as you know one of probably one of the top five batsmen across uh, batsmen across all formats in, in the game. Couldn't get a game for South Africa because of the way that the quota system works over there and all that sort of stuff. So there is a lot of talent in South Africa. A lot of it floods to the UK. A lot of it floods to other countries. So I would be a little bit wary about writing them off. Uh, they will have a heck of a lot of talent there who have just been looking for the chance to prove themselves. So, uh, yeah, a bit scary, actually, if you, if you ask me. Well, easy narrative to jump on, right? Easy narrative makes makes for good writing. You'd, you'd, you'd probably have jumped on the narrative as well, right, as a journalist? Oh, oh absolutely, yeah. All righty, let's let's talk about the uh, the Baz ball. Was it a Baz ball win in Hyderabad? A surprise on the on the back of Pope's one hundred ninety six. Um, it, it was uh, it, yes, yeah. It was a, a very impressive. I was just looking at a, um, a tweet before from somebody who was lamenting um, Baz ball. I, I can't remember who it was, and I don't have it up right now. But yeah, lamenting the fact that Baz ball was ruining the, ruining the game and that England were performing so poorly. You know, obviously they scored. 246 in the first innings. Uh, India came back with 136, a very handsome lead. But Ollie Pope uh, with a, a terrific innings of 196, 21 fours in that, no sixes. So uh, maybe that's disappointing for the baseball followers <laughs> out there. But for them to then go and get 420, um, you know, fourth. When you're bowling in the fourth innings in, in India, uh, you've always got a chance because your spinners can regularly come into the game and restrict a team. And for Tom Hartley to take seven for 62, another seven for mm. in a match-winning effort. I mean, it again highlights how good Test cricket has been over the last few years, that you've got these back-to-back games with thrilling finishes, people taking seven for in the final innings. Um, yeah, fantastic. And, and great for England because they're, they're playing Test cricket the right way. They're playing it aggressively. They're going for victories. Uh, and, and other teams are... Not necessarily playing as aggressively, but I think they're doing the same thing. Everyone wants to win these games now. People don't want to bat out for draws. They want to go and win. Want to win a chicken dinner, I say. That's what it's all about. And and, and, and good, you know. And, and again, it probably a little bit overlooked because the West Indian test was so close to us. I want you to have a listen to this. This is the, uh, I think this is the final ball in the women's Super Smash match. Sophie Devine in. Swing, misses, through, they should, they're going to take one by. Wellington just need to break the stumps and they'll win the game. They do! And the Blaze have defended 89 to win the Dream 11 Super Smash for 23-24. Wellington win. It's title number five in seven years. They win it by one run. And that's uh, after losing four for five. How does that work out? Yeah, I mean... (laughs) It's crazy, right? I, 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 it was it was a crazy game in, in that respect. I thought, um, to be brutally honest, at times I thought it was a low-quality game. I think Amelia Kerr um, kind of rescued Wellington with her innings of 35 off 35. It was clear that batting was tough 
um, dealing with the rain delays. The pitch seemed a little bit slow. Um, but, you know, Rosemary Mare taking four wickets for five runs in her four overs, including a maiden, is astonishing. She's quick, isn't What's she? She's quick. Yeah, she's relatively quick. Yeah, but, I mean, look at the wickets she took as well. She took Sophie Devine, Amelia Kerr, Georgia Plummer. Um, got the one late as well of Kadaya who came in and, uh, and bashed 12 or four balls. Um, that, those are big, big wickets. So that spell... I thought was obviously worthy of, of winning a 2020 uh, final. But uh, then, you know, the reason I say it was low quality is, you know, T- um, Thames and Newton, 27 or 42 balls not out uh, in the chase. Um, I mean, I, I, I suspect that she'll live to, to regret how slowly she batted in that innings. Only one boundary in 42 balls. Um, you know, obviously facing that last ball. Like I say, it looked like tough batting conditions. Everyone was struggling, but but that's like that's a deadly slow innings in in a 2020, and um, you know comes back to bite Central in the end. Um, so not necessarily the highest quality, but the Blaze have been the best team for for many a year. They've got a very good bowling attack. For them to to restrict Central, on the other hand, is is very impressive when. When you're chasing, you know, less than 90, chasing 88 and 17 overs, and uh, and you can't get there, that is that's remarkable, really. Do you like the quality of the Super Smash full stop across both formats, women and men? In general, yes. Um, I, I think that uh, particularly the men's competition, New Zealand's done done a very very good job of unearthing new talent and actually, you know, talent that can perform on a world stage. If you think, you know. Ben Ons come through in the last few years, Mark Chapman, uh, Glenn Phillips. These guys have all, um, you know, earned their stripes in the Super Smash and done really well and then gone on to perform at a, at a higher level. Uh, I think the women's competition is much the same in many respects, but I think there's just less depth that will come with time because, um, you know, it's, it's only new, you know, it's only recently that we're starting to really professionalise the women's game. Uh, so that will come. But at the moment, there's a, I'd say there's a big gap between the best players and some of these Super Smash uh, women's teams to the, the you know, players who are fringe in each of these teams. It's a, it's a very, very large gap. And the men's competition, the, the gap isn't quite as large. Yeah, but again, I come back to this, uh, they use the word narrative. No one's watching them. They're not going to the grounds and really watching them. Does that concern you at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it does. It does, actually. Um I don't know what the answer is to try to, to sell people coming along and, and actually watching. Um, it's, yeah, it's, you know, I, I often think, you know, the times are tough for people and they can't necessarily afford to do it or they don't have the time to do it. Um, but these are, you know, it's pretty cheap to go to a, a game, you know, go and watch the Firebirds. You're talking about 20 bucks or something to, to go and watch a, a back-to-back with the, the men and the women playing. Um, it, it would be nice if if more people turned out. Um, I think the, you know, what I've been reading about the viewing audiences on, on TV and Z and stuff is promising. They seem to, to be getting a, a good number of viewers on the free-to-wear, and I think it's about time that some of the sport is on free-to-wear and you can actually just turn on one or three and watch the game. That's that's fantastic, and I'd like to see that more often with, um, you know, things like the Olympics or, or All Blacks games or whatever it may be. 
Um, but yeah, just getting people to actually get their bums on seats seems like a, a real battle, and it would be nice if they were better supported. Yeah, well, you, 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 as you as rightly aware, money talks when it comes to television, right? It's as simple as that. And uh, the Crown entity, which is TVNZ, must be squealing a little bit having to pick up that contract from Spark <laughs> as it is. Uh, yeah. Pakistan versus New Zealand Test Series. Uh, call it. Which way? Why? Um, South Africa, you mean? Uh, yeah. Did I say Pakistan? Be... I apologise. Yes, yes. No, you're all right. I'm you're just right. waking up still. Right so South Africa against the Black Caps, New Zealand. <laughs> Which way, Ben? <laughs> you've probably been watching motorsport. So I have. I, uh, no, uh, I've been in, I've been um, to Palmerston North a weekend. I've got, I must have a high-octane fuel running through my veins and it's just making me go a little loopy. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean... <sighs> New Zealand should win this uh, series. I like, I really like the squad that New Zealand has selected. Uh, for the past wee while, I've been talking about how I think it is it. You know, Mitchell Santon has earned his way back into this New Zealand team uh, and and should get the opportunity to play. And he has been selected. They've made the the tough call on Henry Nichols to leave him out of the squad and picked Rach and Ravindra. Um, these are these are not small moves that the selectors have made, considering how slow they have been to, to make selection calls in the past. So I think they're, you can see them as kind of bold moves for, for this selection group. And so I think that brings excitement for, for me watching the game to see some of these guys back in action for New Zealand in Test cricket or getting a crack. Uh, but they should have too much quality for a South African B or C team. That said, I fully expect the South Africans to put down some really, really good performances here in New Zealand. I would tend towards a 1-0 series win to New Zealand. Oh, well, you heard it here first. Ben Strang, a pleasure. Uh, have a, have a, are you working today or are you getting a day off? Yes, I am working today. I've, I've been up since 5am. I'll, I'll head home soon and, and enjoy the afternoon. Good man. Take it easy. Thanks for your time, as always. Ben Strang from Radio New Zealand uh, News and also one of our SENZ cricket commentators. It's 1025.